Good morning. Let's stand and sing. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. As we begin this morning, uh, you'll take notice of the things that are on the back of your bulletin for announcements. You'll see our ongoing events there uh, for Sunday school and worship. Choir tonight at 5. Uh, Methodist men tomorrow at 7. Methodist men will meet on March 3rd. Uh, upcoming events of Ash Wednesday and Monday Thursday, uh, and our Lent Bible study, which will begin on March 8th. Uh, so we'll meet every Tuesday starting on March 8th at 6 p.m. Uh, through April 12th. Uh, we're doing Savior, what the Bible says about the cross. We do have a thank you note this morning. During a time like this, we realize how much our family, our friends really mean to us. Your expression of sympathy will always be remembered by the family of. Thank you for the beautiful flowers. It really means a lot, and we are so grateful for everything y'all have done for us, the John Lewis Atkins family. Are there any other announcements this morning? All right, well, let us begin our time with prayer, so let us pray. God of blessings and woes, bless us with your presence this day. Reveal your way forward and guide our pathways of hope and grace. In your blessed name we pray. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning is number 733, Marching to Zion.
be seated. As we continue this morning in our service, we now take time to lift up our joys and concerns so that we can pray with and for one another this morning. So what joys or concerns do we have to lift up this morning? Yes. Yeah, if the doctor can stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pray for that as much as we'll be praying for Kathy. Others this morning. All right, well, seeing no others to add this morning, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we have come this morning to just take some time out of the world and to come together to worship, to come together as the family of God, as the brothers and the sisters of Christ. We have come to just sit. We have come to just kind of put the world away as hard as that is. But Lord, let us, let us come to this place and receive your peace. Let us hear your voice in the scriptures. Let us sing your praises with grateful hearts. Lord, we have so many names that are on our prayer list, our communal list here at the church, our prayer list at home, those who are on our hearts, Lord, that we pray for each and every day. So, Lord, this morning we bring those prayers of concern and those prayers of joy to you. We ask for healing where there is sickness, comfort for where there is pain and grief, and your presence in all of these situations. Lord, we know that you control all things, that you have power over all things, and we know that when we come to you and ask it in the name of Jesus, you hear us. And you grant to us your will in all situations. So Lord, as we continue to pray and lift up our joys and our concerns, Lord, we pray that your will be done. That your will be done in our lives and in their lives. And this morning, Lord, we join in that prayer that you taught the disciples so many years ago that so many have prayed over the generations, Lord, both saints and sinners. 
So we join that chorus of people this morning as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thing, Jan, I Reggie said to tell, he said, be sure to tell everybody that loved Joy, I said hello. I hope you're doing well. And I thought that was all What a joy it is to be able to sing and hear the choir sing once again. So we are thankful for that. As we continue our service this morning, our first hymn or first scripture reading this morning is uh, from the Psalms, Psalm number one. 
Uh, you'll find it printed in your bulletin. So let us uh, read this psalm together. <laughs> Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Take path that sinners tread, or sit on the seats of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, are you all stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. As we continue this morning, we are grateful for all those tithes and offerings that are continued to be given for the ministry of this church and our, our response to God's gifts. So let me offer this prayer this morning. Let us pray. Blessed God, with these gifts bring food to the hungry, hope to the despairing, and comfort to the sorrowful. Bless these gifts in our very lives that we may be blessings of hope for your world. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the Old Testament, or second scripture reading this morning comes from the Old Testament. Uh, Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 10. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. The Lord proclaims, Cursed are those who trust in mere humans, who depend on human strength and turn their hearts from the Lord. They will be like a desert shrub that doesn't know when relief comes. They will live in the parched places of the wilderness in a barren land where no one survives. Happy are those who trust in the Lord, who rely on the Lord. They will be like trees planted by the streams whose roots reach down to the water. They won't fear drought when it comes. Their leaves will remain green. They won't be stressed in the time of drought or fail to bear fruit. The most cunning heart, it's beyond help. Who can figure it out? I, the Lord, probe the heart and discern hidden motives to give everyone what they deserve the consequences of their deeds. Then our gospel lesson this morning comes from Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. Hear now the gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down from the mountain with them and stood on a large area of level ground. A great company of his disciples and a huge crowd of people from all around Judea and Jerusalem and the area around Tyre and Sidon joined him there. They came to hear him and to be healed from their diseases and those bothered by unclean spirits were healed. The whole crowd wanted to touch him because power was going out from him and he was healing everyone. 
Jesus raised his eyes to his disciples and said, Happy are you who are poor because God's kingdom is yours. Happy are you who hungers now because you will be satisfied. Happy are you who weep now because you will laugh. Happy are you when people hate you, reject you, insult you, and condemn, you, condemn your name as evil because of the human one. Rejoice when that happens. Leap for joy because you have a great reward in heaven. Their ancestors did the same things to the prophets. But how terrible for you who are rich because you have already received your comfort. How terrible for you who have plenty now because you will be hungry. How terrible for you who laugh now because you will mourn and weep. How terrible for you when all speak well of you. Their ancestors did the same things to the false prophets. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, again, as we have come here this morning to hear your word and sing your praises, Lord, speak to us as we listen to these scriptures and remember what we've heard. And Lord, speak to us through the message this morning. So may the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So we are continuing the Art of Hearing series. Now in this series, we're looking at what it means to hear, to listen, and to attend to God's Spirit in every situation. And that the art of hearing requires practice and discipline and intentionality. Now the first thing we talked about several weeks ago was about being hard of hearing. That, are, that calls get lost and overwhelmed by all the voices around us, especially the ones that try to shape our perspectives on our own stories. And these are both helpful and destructive. And about how people are sometimes hard of hearing when it comes to the challenge and the provocation of the gospel when it comes to boundaries that we have put around our identities, our communities, and the stories we tell about ourselves. And then last week we talked about hearing is believing. That God's living word alters the lives of those who hear and heed. For followers of the living word, life is never and can never be the same. It is altered forever. So this week, we are going to talk about hearing and healing. Now, Mihi Kim Court says, God's voice makes us alive. God's voice formed us and shaped us, but it does something to us. It continues to give us what we need to be alive. Now the crowds are still following Jesus. They're still trying to get near him, to hear his message, to receive his healing power. They had heard of all the things that Jesus had done, and they were drawn to him because of his power and authority of his teachings and healings, of not only illnesses, but possessions. Now, Kim Court says, they came to hear and to be healed. Now, some came with diseases, some with unclean spirits, everyone with some sort of brokenness. 
some sort of need. They were seeking the voice of God to give them life. Some were seeking the bodily restoration. Some were seeking love and affirmation. Some worth and value. Some were looking for freedom from all the other voices telling them that they were unclean or unwell or unworthy. We, as the people of God, still come to Jesus today for the exact same thing. We come and invite the Holy Spirit to teach us what Jesus taught the disciples and taught the crowds so many years ago. We come with our own afflictions to seek healing. We come to seek acceptance, to seek worth, to be in a place, and to seek love. The healing that we seek may be different from the healing that is actually received. See, in this age of constant connectedness, unlimited opinion, in fact, we are also in need of healing of our own assumptions, our own beliefs, and our own understandings. The God of the prophets is speaking and creating a new and unsettling and upsetting the order of everything, says David Orstendorf. So hearing and healing... What we hear from God may upset what we believe. It may contradict a belief that we have. It may show a fallacy that we believe. But when we are seeking to hear, we have to be ready for the healing that comes along with it. Ostendorf says, Jesus declares to those who have left everything to follow him that theirs is the kingdom of God regardless of how reviled and defamed they might be. And he warns those who do not follow in this way that their lives will be woeful. God is turning the world upside down and taking discipleship far beyond a simple follow me to a life of sacrifice that is nothing less than daunting. In the hearing of the blessed and the warnings of woe. We should experience healing in how we see what we have. Ostendorf says it is unlikely that even those who flocked around Jesus that day realized the cost of discipleship. Like us, they probably heard Jesus' words, God's blessings being showered on them simply because they had gathered around Jesus or because they presumed their inclusion in his litany of the blessed, of those who are happy. But Ostendorf says, but no, God asked for even demands our all, everything. Material goods and money are but a part of what God expects us to give up and give over. God wants the entirety of our lives. And to be a disciple is to follow in this way. To be blessed of God is to have nothing but God. So how much? How much do we rely on God and how much do we rely on ourselves? 
We have all these possessions. We have access to basic necessities. But some do not. Some don't have access to clean water, to sustainable housing, to healthy food, to appropriate clothing, to jobs that pay enough to just live. Not thrive, just live. Now we have probably experienced some kind of hardship in our lives at some point. And I don't know how many people in this room or in this community that we know that may have only had God to rely on at one time or another because they had nothing else. But that's what Jesus is talking about here is that relying on God because there is nobody else to rely on. You see, some people are told they're not good enough just because of who they are, because of the color of their skin, because of their sex, their lifestyle, their, mortal, their morals, their heritage, or even their past. That you're not good enough. But Jesus is saying in the blessed they're the ones who are going to receive the kingdom. Some have no one else to rely on but God, and because humanity has isolated them in some way. So hearing and healing is realizing what we have that others do not. It is realizing that we may have gotten things because of where we grew up, the financial stability of our family, whether we were male or female or whatever race we may be, it is realizing that we have, intentionally or not, perpetuated the separation of humanity through social labels. Just because we have to, because that's where we live. But Ostendorf says, are we not the bearers, the teachers, the preachers of God's word? Are we not the body of Christ, the church? Are we not the living witnesses to God's love made manifest through Jesus Christ? Indeed we are, and therein is our woe. God does not take kindly to half-heartedness. God does not bless us as we bathe in respectability in the eyes of the world. God does not bless us as we quietly maintain tradition and gloss over or ignore prophetic voices calling us back to God, both in the church and in the world. God does not bless us as we protect and build institutions and empires. God does not bless us well off, fully, full, comfortable hearty and well spoken of. But hear this. Our God is the God of those who have nothing but God. And that actually includes us too. Even if our need of God is masked in part by our comparative prosperity, says Peter Eaton. Ostendorf tells us the God Jesus speaks of is not always the God that we proclaim. Our human inclination is to fit God into our own small definitions, our own cultures, and our own places. 
But God is always breaking down the barriers that we construct to see God in or out. So here, once again, God is calling us back. God is always reminding us that we must empty ourselves, turn away from the ways of the world, and then, and only then, by God's grace, receive the fullness of blessings God offers to the utterly destitute, the marginalized, the expendable. Hearing the word of God will disrupt our lives. It will disrupt our held on to beliefs. It will disrupt our inclinations. Jesus was going against everything that the synagogues had been teaching. He was going up against the synagogue people that were in the ruling class that had everything that were expecting widows to give their last pennies that were isolating people because of what tribe they belonged to or what sickness they had and then Jesus came Jesus came with the word of God and the, the people that sat in the synagogues on a daily basis started hearing something new and different. But they also were being pushed because Jesus was also talking to the Gentiles, to the other tribes, to the people that the church at the time was pushing away. Jesus was turning their world upside down. God is still turning the world upside down. God's voice, God is just out there telling us and showing us. But are we hearing? Are we healing when we heal, it means that we've had some kind of wound. And we've had something that has happened to us. Sometimes that is caused by God because there's something that we need to heal in our lives. Other times it's, it's created by something we've done ourselves or by somebody in society and the world that we live in but we still seek that healing from God. And hearing can bring that healing. Hearing the word as it is read to us on Sunday mornings or hearing the word as we read it to ourselves. Allowing the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave us to speak. And as we hear, wounds may be opened, old scars that we have may be tarnished once again. We may feel where once we were wounded and where we need a little bit more healing. 
So as we're hearing and believing, we are healing from our wounds. So the art of hearing, to hear and to listen, to attend to God's Spirit in every situation is what we are called to do. We can't be hard of hearing. We have to tune into what God is saying and tuning out some of those worldly things that we need to stop listening to. We need to break down some barriers or let God break down those barriers that have been put up, either by us or by others. And hearing is believing. Hearing the word of God, believing and heeding the life-altering words that are given to us. We all are in need of some kind of healing somewhere in our lives. And God is there with the band-aids, with the galls, with the wraps, with the splints, with everything that is needed for us to be able to heal. All we have to do is hear Him speak. To hear God speak. And our wounds will begin to be healed. Some of us, it may be immediate, and some of us, it may take years for us to heal. But as we hear the word of God, that healing is taking place. Hearing the word, healing from our human inclinations to make God fit into our beliefs is, is how we need to start healing. We live in a nation that is broken, that is fighting. It looks like we're getting ready to be involved in a, another war, even though we're seeking peace. So we need to pray. We need to listen. We need to ask for God's healing. Not only in us, in this community, in this church, but in this world. We need to pray for those who are going to be in the midst of fighting. Those who are innocents. Those who are just trying to live their lives. We need to hear God be healed. And as we gather maybe this afternoon together to watch two football teams battle it out, fighting over a little bitty ball, 100 yards to see who can score the most amount of points so some player can get a bonus and a ring. while there's fighting going on where people's lives are being lost. The art of hearing in every 
situation. It's not always easy. But as we practice it, as we practice it, we will hear the word of God speak. So may we hear this week God's call to us. And may we heed God's call. May we heal from God's word. May we do and be who God needs us to be. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As we bring our time to a close this morning, let us sing the hymn of invitation number 402. Let us not only sing, but let us listen and hear the words as we do. So let us stand and sing this morning.
receive this benediction as we go out from this place. Go to bring blessings. Go to be blessings. We go with a joy, for we are blessed by God. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house.